Good morning, Chodesh Tov, first day of Rosh Chodesh Kislev, Tav Shin Pei Gimel. We're continuing the Shir and the Kut Yalachos, Yoradea Chelek Aleph, Hilchos Chukos Ha'akum Halacha Aleph. We're starting a new Halacha, the laws regarding different customs and different things that non-Jews do that we're not permitted to copy. And we dedicate the learning today, Li'ilu Nishmas, Tzion ben Yitzchok Halevi, whose yard site is on the second of Kislev, Meir ben Yehuda Chaim, whose yard site is on the second of Kislev, Storalea bas Lieber, whose yard site will be on the third of Kislev, and Rosa bas Itamar, and Fega, whose yard site is also on the third of Kislev. And we dedicate the learning also for a complete refu shalema for all those that need it, Including Chaviva Chana Basgalia, Yuspendel Basketlea, Sorochal Bas Yuspendel, Avivelon Bas Yuspendel, Eitan Yoel Ben Etna, Tuviet Svi Ben Chayaliza, Idis Bas Miriam Brindel, Shimon Eliezer Ben Rochel, Shlomanisim Ben Mazel, Avram David Ben Chana, in the Chasa Bas Chana, Besoich Shar Choli Israel. Ilchais Chukai Soakum. Halacha Aleph, Osur Lilbrish Bemal Bushehem, it's forbidden for a Jew to wear clothing that's specifically associated with non Jews and that's associated also with their idol worship or their special customs. Mishum Chuka Soakum. And so to other customs that the, that the non-Jews have that we are not permitted to emulate. The holy Jewish nation is considered to be apart, separate from all 70 nations. We know that Bilam said they are a nation that, that lives alone, apart, and is not considered among the other nations. We are the ones who are privileged to accept the Torah when it was offered to us, whereas the other nations refused. So we are the ones who are to come close to Hashem. The Ikar Hahevdal bin Yisroel Lumois, Hurak Alidei Shmira Sabris. And the main thing that sets us apart from the other nations is our purity in how we conduct ourselves in the relationship between men and women, Shmira Sabris. As the Pasuk says in Shaya Novi, chapter 60, the Amech Yisroel Kulam Tzadikim, the entire Jewish nation are all tzaddikim. She'yisroel nikru kulam tzaddikim b'china shoymre habris. The entire nation of the Jewish people is referred to as tzaddikim because of shmiras habris, as the Zohar Kodesh says. Because that's the most important factor that allows us to come close to our Father in Heaven, to Hashem. As is expre- expressed in chapter 29 in Likud Yamran, which focuses especially on this issue of Tikkun Abris. I and Shem take a look in that chapter. And so too, Rabbeinu Zal mentions this in several different places, highlighting that the most important thing that defines our closeness to Hashem is Shmira Sabris. I and Shem look in those places. The Alkain, Srichen Yisroel, Liois, Prushim, Umovdolim, Min Hashivim Umois, the Cholanyonim. And for this reason, we, the Jewish nation, need to be separate and apart from the other 70 nations in all of our ways. Hein Ba'achila Ushtia, both in how we eat and drink. The Gemara says that a Jew is not allowed to eat standing up. A Jew is not supposed to eat in public. 
and so too in the manner that we dress. And the clothing that a person wears gives us a hint to the character traits of the person. As is brought in Sefer Hamidus in the chapter on Begodim, paragraph one. There are people who wear loud clothing, what's called loud clothing, clothing that attracts the attention of other people versus clothing that's modest and, and reflects a, a beauty, a, a simple, sincere, holy beauty of a person. Because the clothing is associated with the tikna bris of each and every person. And all of the character traits of a person are related to the person's tikna bris. We know there's clothing that's referred to as seductive, that type of thing, seductive, attractive. And the, the fashion designers, the secular fashion designers, design clothing generally with a message. And the message is the opposite of tikkunabris. It's, it's where the clothing is supposed to attract very often the wrong type of attention, both by men and women. Take a look again in chapter 29 in Likudeman, Sheiker Tikun that the main goodness of clothing is that the clothing of a Jew should be like white clothing that the Torah speaks about the Koin Godel wearing on Yom Kippur. As the Pesach says towards the end of Kohelis, at all times, your clothing should be white, and whiteness represents purity. And this is dependent on Tikanabris, Shahu Klolius Hagidin, which is a, a that organ of the body is referred to as a composite of all the different organs of the body. I and Shon take a look over there in chapter 29, where Abenazal expounds on this. The word begodecha can also be read begidecha, your gidden. The gidden means the different parts of the body. And this is why we, the Jewish people, are different in the clothing that we wear from all 70 nations. And we also have several mitzvahs related to our clothing. Kegon tzitzis, for example, the requirement to wear tzitzis, the shatnes, we're not allowed to wear garments that have wool and linen together with them. Because the clothing that a Jew wears is very important and very precious. As the Pesach says in Shir Shirin, the beautiful aroma of your garments is like the smell of Lebanon. The word Levonim is sometimes used to refer to the Beis Hamikdash. We know the Gemara says that the Beis Hamikdash is a center of Das. The Gemara says, Any person that has Das, it's as if the Beis Hamikdash were built in their time. The word Levonim is a combination of Lamed Beis. Lamed Beis is the number... The, the Sefi Yitzira begins with the words Lamed Beis Nesibus HaChachma. There are 32 pairs of Chachma. And then the remaining letters, Nun Vav Nun, spells the word Nun, which stands for Bina, the 50 gates of Bina. So the word Levonim is a combination of Chachma and Bina, which is Das, which is the Beis HaMikdash. So the, the aroma of our garments is like the aroma of the Beis HaMikdash, which is the holiest place. Ki iker kedushas Yisrael, shehu shmiras habris, tluyim v'nikorim babigodim kanal. 
because the main holiness of a Jew, and again, this is male and female, which we said is related to Tikkun Shmira Sabris, is dependent on and is visible in the clothing that the person wears. Because Jewish clothing is in the category of those white garments of the Kohen Godlan Yom Kippur, white representing purity. And that's why we, the Jewish people, were to receive from Hashem the, the instructions, the advice as to how to purify our clothing. First, first of all, the mitzvah tzitzis, which is a tikkun for all of our clothing, and tzitzis is generally white. The concept of a white garment of tzitzis, which is the opposite of pegama bris, people who commit sins in the area of the bris, which is referred to as defective clothing, which is represented by filthy garments, garments that are stained, as in the case of a woman who, who is releasing blood, and the, the blood is visible on the garments sometimes, this damnido, there's a term that's used in the Navi referring to soiled garments. Because when the Torah speaks about this punishment, that the Jewish people will be dressed in filthy garments, it's referring specifically because of Pigama Briz. As the Pasuk says in Zechariah Navi, the claim God of Yehoshua at that time was dressed in filthy garments. And the Torah tells us the reason why it refers to him as being dressed in these filthy garments is because his sons were married to non Jewish women. They married non Jewish women. Because Pegama Bris is, is, is manifested, is visible in the clothing that a person wears. As the Pasuk says in Yirmi and also in the corners of your clothing was found blood of pure poor people. That term, blood, dam nefashos, alludes to pegama bris, where the, the Gemara tells us in Nida, page 13, that a person who commits pegama bris, a person who wastes seed, it's as if they're committing murder, they're spilling innocent blood. And note the Pesach says, The term refers to the corners of the garments of a person. Which is the opposite of the fringes, the corners of the garments where we wear tzitzes, which represent perfection of our clothing. The white clothing, which, through which we achieve tikkunabris, because tzitzis is the concept of tikkunabris, as Rabbi Nezal speaks about this in chapter 7, and we put him around. Because filthy garments, which are garments which are filthy because of stains on them, and this, this blood, this menstrual blood, that's, that's referred to as a red garment. 
Shahu Hepach Mitzitzis, which is the opposite of Tzitzis, Shahu Bechinas Talis Lovan, which the Gemara and Shulchan Aruch refer to as a white garment. Because a red garment represents Esau, as Rabbeinu Zal writes about this, and as it says in the Chumash, that the first child that came out of the womb of Rivka was Esau, who came out red, all like a mat of hair of Pirish Rashi, and Rashi says, Kitalis. He was very hairy as, as a newborn baby, very hairy, as if it was a garment. It looked as if it was like a garment and red. And take a look in Torah Ches in the Kutimran where Rabbeinazal speaks about this. The Esav Hu Amolek. And we know that Esav is the grandfather of Amolek, Shehu Iker Pigam Habris. And Amolek is the symbol, the main symbol of Pigam Habris. In Parsha Zohar, at the end of Parsha's Kisetze, when it speaks about Amolek coming to attack the Jews, it says, Asher Korcho Baderech. He happened to come upon you when you were traveling. And the Gemara, the Mephoshim, tell us that Korcho is also Miloshim Keri, which refers to Chasvishon, wasting, spilling seed, which is Pigama Bris. That Amolek is the symbol of the Tum of Pigama Bris. Any questions, please? Good morning, Rav Nassim. Um, can Rav Nassim please clarify the two opposites once again with Kanfei Tzitzis and Beknofecha? It seems to, the Kanfei Tzitzis is the holy corner and then there's the unholy corner. Exactly. The, the Tzitzis is, is referred to Hakonof Besil Techeles Al Kanfei Vigdehim. The term Konof, which means corner of the garment, is the term used as to where the tzitzis is worn. Tzitzis is white, tzitzis is purity, tzitzis is shmira sabris. The word tzitzis itself is bigimatria 600. And in the tzitzis we wear the, the, it has the five double knots and the eight strings. Together it's bigimatria 613, which is the word bris with the koilel. So tzitzis, that the white garment, represents a garment that does not have these blood stains on it, these red stains, which are referred to as damnida. And also we quoted this pasuk that in the, on the corner of your garments was found blood of, of innocent people, meaning referring to murder. The, and and, and Rav Nosazal makes the association that pegama bris one form of pegama bris is referred to as murder. When a person is wasting seed, seed that could have resulted in bringing children into the world, and instead it's being wasted. Thank you, Rabbi. Sure. A question in the chat that my Rebbe, Rabbi Michal once saw women who were dressed all in black during the year. And he mentioned that that's not our way. That, that a woman has to be wearing everything black, 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 that, that kind of thing. He said, on one hand, a woman is not supposed to wear loud clothing, the term hat pink, or other, other kinds of garments that attract attention from everyone. A woman is supposed to dress for her husband, that type of thing, and also to dress with Jewish modesty. And a man also is supposed to wear clothing where the color and the style of the garment doesn't attract the wrong attention. People wear tight pants and things like that. Question regarding eating in public that we mentioned earlier. Does this also mean wasn't, one isn't allowed to eat in a restaurant? The answer is not necessarily, although even in that type of atmosphere, there is a, a, a recommendation for modesty that clothing isn't something, we know there's a concept of a sudas mitzvah or a kiddush and shul, people, people join together in a meal. It's permitted. Eating in public means like standing up, eating standing up or eating in the street. 
that type of thing is not recommended. That eating should be done indoors in, or in a place that's relatively indoor, not out in public, not in the middle of the street. So that there's an aspect of modesty, seclusion in eating also. Rav Nosenthal says, based on what we're learning here, we'll be able to understand why the Torah puts together the issue of not dressing like the non-Jews. The Torah puts that together with not following their chukim, their customs. Because holy customs, the term chok we're going to see can refer to customs and can also refer to certain things that we do that don't necessarily have a rational, logical reason to them. And yet the Torah tells us to the, the midst of shatnes, that we're not allowed to mix wool and linen together or some of the other mitzvahs in the Torah like that, which don't have a rational, logical explanation to them. Those are called chukim also. So Rav Nosenthal says, based on what we're learning here, we're going to be able to understand why the Torah puts together the Isr of wearing clothing that's specifically the non-Jewish styles of clothing, together with not following the chukim of the Goyim. Because holy chukim, the chukim of the Torah, in Bechinas Shmila Sabris, are associated with Tikkanabris and Shmila Sabris. As we know, when there's a bris mila, we mention the posuk, the choik b'she'eroi sam. Hashem has placed an engravement. The word choik also means an engravement, an inscription in his children. And Hashem's children, he has sealed with a seal of the holy bris. So we see that the term choik is associated specifically, the term chakika means an inscription, an engravement, which is the term used referring to a bris mila. Because a choik is something that doesn't have a rational, logical reason. Like the, the issue of bris mila can also be put in that category. So therefore, the term choik is associated with faith. We believe that this is the right thing to do. Since it's not logic that dictates that it should be this way. Because it doesn't have a rational, logical reason. And real faith is dependent on Tikkanabris, Kemuva Badivrei Rabbeinu Nerayor Simen Aleph, as Rabbeinu Zal refers to this in chapter 31 in Likud Yaman. There Rabbeinu Zal makes the connection between Bris and Emuna. He quotes a Pasuk. The Pasuk says, Ubrisi Ne'emenes Loi. The Pasuk puts together Bris and Emuna. We know also on a Kabbalistic level, Bris is the sphere of Yesoid, Emuna is Malchus. So those two go together. And this explains also why the concept of Tikna Bris is referred to as Choik and Chuka. It's one of those things in the Torah that's referred to as a choik. It doesn't have a logical, rational explanation. Because through Tikkun Abris, we are to holy chukim, which are synonymous with faith in Hashem. The akum, whereas the non-Jews, the idol worshippers, they do not have Tikkun Abris, they have false beliefs, false faiths. And it's called their chukim, the chukim, which are the opposite of our holy faith in Hashem. That, that's the, a fallen faith. Uh, the opposite of 
of of uh, holy emuna and holy chukim. And that's why the non-Jews are different in their behavior, how they conduct themselves, how they speak, how they act, and also in how they dress. And they also have certain behaviors which are not logical or rational, certain chukim customs that they have. Right now, we're about, we're approaching the beginning of the month of December, the non-Jewish month of December. The Goyim have Halloween, certain other things like that, where they do crazy things sometimes. And again, without any logical, rational explanation. Because all of this, their styles of dress, and, and their customs are all associated with their false beliefs. which are come up as a result of pigama bris. Yisrael, Am Kodosh, and therefore we, the Jewish nation, are referred to as a holy nation. The Iker Klal Hakedusha Be'emuna, and and one of the major things that defines us as holy is our faith in Hashem. The whole totally and all of this is dependent on purity in the area of bris. The alkane nitzavu, and that's why the Torah commands us that it's forbidden for us to follow the chukim, the chukais of the goyim. Baruch Hashem. We continue halacha beis uvechukaisayim loyseleichu. Again, quoting the. Pasuk in the Chumash that this is based on. Now, Rav Nosson quotes the wording in Yoridea, chapter 178. We, the Jewish people, do not follow these customs of the non Jews. And we don't emulate their ways. We're not allowed to wear clothing that specifically identifies a, a non-Jew. And we're not allowed to have the type of haircut if they wear a certain special type of haircut that they identify with. We're not allowed to have that type of a haircut. Today we see different today, not just today, in recent years, tomahawk, all kinds of ridiculous, crazy types of haircuts. And unfortunately, there are some Jews that don't learn Yoridea, that are not aware of this fact, that they don't know that there's something wrong with us emulating their strange types of haircuts and things like that. Because Rabbeinazal <coughs> explains in chapter 25 in the Kudiman, the first half of the Kudiman, that's where Rabbeinazal gives the Sitrachra a label, the power of imagination and fantasy. And that's the source of all types of materialistic, sinful desires and, and confusion and all of the things that block a person from coming close to holiness. Ayin Shom, take a look over there in chapter 25 in Likud Imran. And Rabbi Nizal explains over there in Likud Imran that this Koya Hamedame exists on every single level. And when a person wants to advance, when a person wants to climb the ladder and, and rise to higher and higher levels of holiness or closeness to Hashem, every time the person tries to achieve a new level, the Koya Hamedama on that level does battle against the person. He has to go through a new battle of defeating the Koya Hamedama on that higher level. It's our mission to break 
to subdue and break that koyach hamedame. The ikar hachnoosom walidei his galus gedula saboris borshmoi. And one of the main ways that we weaken and defeat this koyach hamedame is by revealing the greatness of Hashem. And Rabbi Nisal shows there on the Kudimran that one of the ways that we reveal Gedula Sabuire is by giving charity, giving money to a worthy poor person. Through this mitzvah, we reveal the heavenly light that's found in gold and silver, which is the coinage, the money. Because Rabbi Nizal explains over there in the that the, the light that's found in money, the light and the, the holiness, is only when the money is in, in Jewish possession. As the Pesach says, the Jewish nation in whom I take pride. The term espoir means pride and also this beauty. Hisparus uklolius hagavnen. The term espoir, hisparus, refers to a combination of many colors, of, of many different forms of light. The zebechinas, and as, as the Pesach says in Yeshaya Navi, ki hilbishani bigde yesha. Hashem has dressed me, the Jewish nation, in bigde yesha. And the Zohar Kodesh says, istaklusa. Big Deyesha means clothing that, that attracts the eye, that people look at. Whereby everyone wants to look at this person. The person possesses this chain, this holy chain, this holy grace. I and Shem take a look over there in chapter 25. Now Rav Nosazal begins his explanation. Based on this chapter, we'll be able to understand why the Torah forbids us to follow the customs and the styles of the Goyim. And we, the Jewish people, are required to keep our distance from the Goyim in everything. We're not looking to copy them and to be similar to them in anything, in any regard. Even if the thing that we're copying is not necessarily declared as forbidden in the Torah, it's not like treif meat. We're not talking about eating non-kosher meat or anything like that. So even though, let's say, wearing a pink shirt is not necessarily, uh, there's no Easter in the Torah that says don't wear pink, uh, allowed pink, Despite that, this mitzvah in the Torah tells us that we are not allowed to emulate them. We're not allowed to look like them. We're not allowed to wear their styles of clothing. Because the entire Torah Depend the observance of the entire Torah depends on this and is connected to this. Rabbeinazal tells us <coughs> in chapter seven in the second half of the Kudimran that the Jewish nation based on the source of where we come, based on where we come from, have no association at all with sin. Sin has no, no connection to us whatsoever based on how holy we are from our place of origin. We're the ones who receive the Torah on Harsinai. We're the ones who observed Shmira Sabris even when we were in Mitzrayim. Ki Yisroel heim etzem hatoyiv because the Jewish nation represents the essence of good in this world. And we are very far from evil, from things that are bad. At our 
source and out from where we originate from. And therefore, the Sitrachra has no connection to it, to the Jewish nation, and and, and doesn't does not have the ability to seduce or entice a Jew to commit a sin through any method other than koyachamedame. That the the Sitrachra has to make it appear, make it look like a good thing. That the term medame also means to compare, to make this form of evil, to compare it to good. Coke is good. Coke is life. You know, to present things, gashmi's things, or sinful things, as if that's true living and that's the true pleasure in life. Because this force, this power of medame, causes people to be make mistakes. It compares one thing to another. To the point where it ends up turning things upside down and making something that's bad and harmful make it appear good and, and light appear to appear like darkness and vice versa. As it says in Yeshaya Navi, they exchange light for darkness and darkness for light. They, they, they make bit, what's bitter appear sweet and what's sweet appear bitter. As we see in actual life, that this power of medame this power of imagination and fantasy causes people to make mistakes, to misinterpret things, even in, on a physical level, in a materialistic level. Rav Nosson gives an example. For example, when a person sees something far away, sometimes they can, they'll mistake and they'll think it's A and it's really B, it's really something else. Especially when a person's outside at night and they're walking, let's say, sometimes a person will see a tree in the darkness and it'll look like a tall person. And so, too, regarding many similar instances where a person is mistaken because something appears similar to something else, and through this power of imagination and fantasy. And the same concept applies to people's opinions and ideologies and people's midas, their character traits and their desires. Rav Nosanzal reiterates now, a Jew by nature is supposed to be far removed from all types of bad and from all types of sinful desires and sinful character traits, kas, gaiva, all of these things. And the main thing that causes us to stumble and to make mistakes is this of the Sitrachra. The Sitrachra fools people and makes one thing look similar to something else. And the Yetzirah will play with a person's mind sometimes and get the person to start thinking about A, and A will lead the person to B, and B will lead the thick person to C, and then it'll lead the person to X, which is a sinful thought. And so too regarding every single person, regarding the, the sins or the, the 
forms of evil that the Sahara wants to lead a person into. That's how the Sahara works. If, if, some, if you would want to show the person the actual sin immediately, the person would be repulsed by it. But the Sahara plays with a person's mind and, and works sometimes in small steps, comparing this to this, and, and then suddenly the person finds that they slid from the top of a mountain, they slid all the way down into a deep ditch. And this is why the Torah warns us that we are not allowed to follow the customs of the Goyim, and we're not allowed to emulate them, to copy them in anything. Not to not to copy them specifically, because when we copy the styles and the ways of the goyim, we are giving power to this Because these non-Jews, these idol worshippers, they are associated with the negativity and the evil of all the Taivais Royce and Midais Royce. As Rabbi Nezal speaks about this in chapter 36 and 101 and Likudim Rami. And therefore, when we copy the Goyim in any of their customs and styles or their ways, their music, their, their, all, their whole culture, everything that defines their culture, their music, their style of dress, the way they speak. That gives strength to this And this could lead a person to actually accept their ideologies, the ideologies of the non-Jews. As the Pasuk says clearly in Tehillim, they mingled, they mixed, they assimilated with the Goyim, and they learned from their ways. Because Rav Nosanzal stress is based on that chapter 25 in the Kudimran, that the main power of the Sitra is this power of Medame, this power of, of making things look like what they really aren't. The whole concept of Hollywood, the entertainment industry, actors, people acting. Acting means they're not really like that. These people who appear to love each other, there's no real love between them at all whatsoever. They're making believe that they love each other or they hate each other or whatever it is. And here, this is the, the place in Shulchan Aruch and the place in Judaism where the Torah makes it clear to us how dangerous that is. And therefore, we, the Jewish people, have to distance ourselves from the secular culture and from their ways extremely, extremely, in, in, all, ish, in all aspects. But rather, we need to copy in all of our ways and in all of our customs and in the way we dress, we have to copy the holy, the, the Jewish holy way of dress and our holy customs. And again, our music, our culture, everything. Because the real grace and beauty and, and true importance and specialness is only by the Jewish nation. The Chinas, as the Pesach says, Yisroel Esboyer. The Jewish nation, in you I take pride. In you I see this pe'er, this beauty. The Kluin Begafen Sagiyan. We are a composite of these many beautiful colors. Umalbushim Shal Yisroel, Hibachinas Bigde Yesha. Our clothing is what the Pesach refers over there as Bigde Yesha, 
a, a clothing of beautiful clothing, a, a Jewish beauty, a holy beauty. As the Pasuk says, you are dressed in this great beauty. Because again, modest Jewish clothing has every type of grace and, and beauty to it. People think that when a, when a woman dresses immodestly and, that kind of, and, and seductively, that kind of thing, that's beautiful. They don't know that that's a fake beauty. It's a false beauty that leads to all kinds of negative, harmful things. Whereas when, when a Jewish woman or a man dresses properly with modesty, that could give off this chen, this quality of this holy grace, a, a completely different league of beauty. And therefore, we are required to wear Jewish clothing. And to try to copy in everything we do, to try to copy the, the tzaddikim, the chachomim. As it says in the Sifri, attach yourself to Tamili Chachomen. And as it says in Mishle, a person who goes with the Chachomen will become smart. Because by a person following in their actions and in their customs and all of their ways, following the real religious people, that's one of the ways that we become, we join with them, we become part of them. And in the end, the person will really become like them, not just in dress, but the person will become like them in all ways. And this, this, this explains the concept of, of, of Jewish men, you know, dressing a certain way dressing a hat and a jacket, that type of thing, or, or wearing darker clothing, not white pants and, and, and pink shirt, that, that kind of thing, those kind of garments, we see that there is a certain type of dress, dress code that's associated with religious people. And there's a different, a very different type of dress code that's, that's worn by people who, don't, who are not religious, who, have, who don't want to have a connection don't observe the Torah, who are not guided by the Torah. Question in the chat, Rabbi Nezal quoted the Pasuk, which means clothing that everyone wants to look at. Doesn't that contradict the idea that Jewish clothing shouldn't attract attention? The answer is there's two types of attention. And there, the Pasuk is referring to like where it says the, in Megillah Esther, that Esther, the Gemara tells us, Esther did not necessarily have what, what the physical, what, what, the, what the secular world would call beauty. It says she had grace, she had chen, she had a quality, an ethereal, a spiritual beauty that everyone who had that, that taste, that ability to to see, to look for that ethereal and spiritual beauty, was able to see it. Here also, when the Pesach speaks about the clothing, when a Jewish woman dresses with modesty, there are two, there are two types of attention. There's attracting attention that lures people into sinful thoughts and actually committing sins, and there's attracting an attention that a person looks at that and sees Wow, that, that, that has a certain beauty to it. So again, we're talking about two opposite types of attracting attention. Paragraph base. This term, that Rabbi Nezal uses in chapter 25 in the Kutimran, Rabbi Nezal says that's synonymous with the Eitz Hadas, which was a mix of good and bad. Bechinas noiga, as the Sifrei Kabbalah speak about a, a certain klipa called noiga, which is a twilight. It's a mix of light and darkness. Shehu batoiv, whereby sometimes 
it could be associated with good and sometimes with the opposite. This is the concept where something looks like something else. And depending on what it what what you want to look like, you become part of that. And Rav Nosson Zal emphasizes the main area where a person has to make choices and, and the main place where a person is being tested is in this Koyach HaMedame. Who do you want to be like? Who do you want to dress like? What do you want to emulate? And each and every one of us has to work on purifying and refining this Medame. To extract the good and plug it into holiness and to destroy, to eliminate the negative, the, the evil, the bad aspects of it. And this is why the Torah commands us to emulate Hashem, to copy Hashem. As the Gemara says in Shabbos, page 133, he when it says to attach ourselves deeply to Hashem. So the Gemara says, how do you attach yourself to Hashem? Hashem is not anything physical. So the Gemara says, by attaching yourself to Hashem's character traits, just like Hashem is kind, you be kind. And so too, to emulate and to attach oneself to religious people. Because by a person emulating and copying in, in how they behave, in our behavior, in how we speak, in how we act, by emulating Hashem and the tzaddikim and the truly religious people in the generation, through this the person is to become part of these tzaddikim and these religious people and to join with them in becoming part of Hashem, plugging into Hashem. Because everything depends on the person being able to make this biur hamedame, to be able to look at those things which are sort of a combination of good and bad, and to be able to see the good, and to recognize the good, and to recognize the bad, and to choose the good. I remember recently one of my friends, <coughs> his daughter was preparing to get married, and she went shopping for dresses, a wedding dress. And there's two dresses, there's this one and that one. And this one has a lower neckline, and this one has a higher neckline. This each and and being able to make the right choices based on the right reasons. Paragraph Gimel Rabbeinazal says that sometimes a person gets up in the morning and they're tired and they're starting to daven shachris and they're davening half asleep. And they know that that's not tefillah. That's not the way tefillah is supposed to be. Tefillah is supposed to be powerful. So Rabbeinazal says there that sometimes the person has to push themselves a little and arouse an anger and arouse a fire, turn on a fire inside of themselves. And, and at first, it takes a certain effort, a certain push, and then it leads the person into, into, a, into a, a, a path of, of joy and happiness and enthusiasm in the tefillah. <laughs> By first turning on this fire, first, first, I, 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 what am I doing? Why am I, why am I half asleep? I'm wearing tefillin now. I'm supposed to be up, 
And first, the person like uh, uh, a little bit of an angry, anger at themselves a little, not depression or anything like that, but arousing a certain is a certain anger that activates a, a warmth, a fire, a holy fire, and a holy enthusiasm in the tefillah. And writes also that sometimes when a person is not happy, when a person is feeling down and they want to get out of it, sometimes you have to start the process by making believe you're happy, by, by imagining, making faking the happiness a little bit first. And through this, a person can be to a true happiness. Fake it till you make it. There's, there's an expression like that, that sometimes if it's being done for the right reasons, it, it starts off where the person isn't really, the person isn't excited, they go to a wedding and they're tired and they, they really don't want to dance. They're not in, but they see other people dancing and they figure they don't want to look ridiculous or stupid like a, a party pooper and just stand on the side so that they're going to join the dance, but they don't really feel it. They're not really happy. They're not in a dancing mood and they're not so excited. And, and by joining, sometimes they get pulled into it. They start off not 100% sincere, and then they, they get pulled into it to the point where it becomes a genuine, sincere joy and happiness. And Rabbi Nizal says this applies to many things. I and Shom, take a look over there in Sichai Saram, Rabbi Nachman's Wisdom, chapter 74. Because this is also an example of Biro Hamedame, Shenichlal Hamedame Bigdusha, whereby the Medame is being plugged into holiness. Shemedame Natsman Ledvaram Shebigdusha, where a person is, is comparing, they're, they're making believe, they're emulating something of holiness. Even though at first they don't have that. Here again, you get a person who's not, not religious at all. They're not used to wearing modest clothing or anything like that. Very much a completely different lifestyle and culture and everything. And they decide to become religious or to become more religious. And then at one point, they decide to buy a certain kind of dress or a certain kind of suit for a man, whatever it is. And, and Rav Nassim says, even though in the beginning, the person is dressing that way, and they don't really feel like that type of person. And despite the fact that they don't, they're not really like that yet, or they don't really feel it, they emulate it, they copy it, and they, they, they conduct themselves in that type of manner, with that, that type of character traits. Of the, of the the pure good holy character traits of people who are really religious, and first the person is just copying that they're emulating, and through this eventually they'll be to really be good and to really have the goodness of real religious people. Rav Nassim says a person has to be very, very strong in this area. And a person has to be very determined and committed. Even though it seems to a person sometimes that I'm trying to do this, I'm trying to be religious, I'm trying to, to go in this path for a long time, and I don't feel it yet. I don't, I'm not, I don't think I've really gotten there to where I want to get to. Afal Pikain, Damze Toiv, says, still, that's also very good. The fact that the person's trying to emulate those people, trying to go in those ways. And Rav Nassim adds a very important point. Sometimes it's impossible for a person to know and realize when they've become good, when they really are good. 
There are times that it seems to a person that they're very far from being good. They're very far from Hashem. They're very far from being a tzaddik or a tzaddikis. And Rav Nosanah says that itself is very good. There's a pasuk, Meirochoik nirali Hashem. Hashem appeared to me from the distance. And the Mephoshimite, when a person feels distant from Hashem, that's when he's connected to Hashem. When a person thinks sometimes that they're really close to Hashem, unfortunately, sometimes they're fooling themselves. And, and that's an indication that they're still very far. The Chain Lehepech, as Rav Nosanzal says now, that the opposite is also true. That people who think sometimes that they're very close to Hashem, they're very religious, and in fact, it's not the case. Therefore, it's so critical and so important that a Jew is required to attach themselves to really religious people and to follow their path and to emulate their ways. Because that itself is good to attach yourself to such a group, even though you're not really like them. You're not exactly, in reality, you're not exactly like them. But says the truth is, if the person will be determined, they definitely will become religious. They will become like those tzaddik, like those very real religious people, and to become part of them. Any questions before we close? What we're learning now is so critical and so important because like Rav Nosanzal said before, on one hand, this isn't necessarily one of the 613, this, this issue of not, not taking a certain kind of a haircut or not wearing a certain type of dress where technically it could be considered within the framework of halacha. And yet in some ways, this is even more important than the halacha because again, this, it's in this area of medame that, that the sitrachra is really operating. And that's, that's what gives them the greatest degree of success in pulling people away from Hashem and away from Torah, away from Yiddishkeit, and the opposite. Those people who choose, who want to emulate and be like the religious people, the really religious people, very often some of those things which... What do you mean? It makes a difference what color jacket I wear. If I wear a pink jacket or a black jacket, you know, for a man, or if I wear a very light color jacket or a darker color jacket, and the answer is that it does make a difference. It will make a difference in how a person feels. And, and again, the association, that by associating with religious people, if a person is doing it for the right reasons with sincerity, that will bring that, that will help the person in a very big way in becoming religious. Good Chodesh Rav I have a question? Please. So I, recently I had like even, and I've seen a greater polarization, it seems, even within the religious world, where, um, you know, very religious people, you know, Haredim, sometimes the behavior becomes, you know, less attractive, less appealing whether it's Hafgunas, where they're destroying property and doing crazy things. I was recently in Mayasharm taking some tourists, you know, who are all dressed neatly, and they get yelled at, get out of here, leave. Somebody threw some coffee at me. Uh, I see a Palestinian flag flying, you know, that sometimes is, is, is this religious? Is this what I connect to? Like, is, is what I want to emulate? The, the answer is definitely not. If you recall, we learned about this a few pages earlier, where Rav Nassim used the term too much MS, is riboy MS. And we mentioned that the, the Medrash says, when it speaks about the creation in the world, on one of the days it says, Hashem saw everything he had done and it was good. And the following day it says, Hashem saw everything he had done and it was very good. And the Medrash says, good is the Yetzir very good is the angel of death. There's a tremendous risk 
the path of the Torah, there's a Pasik Durachelho Darche Noyam, the Shalom. The path of the Torah is a path of sweetness, and all the paths of the Torah are paths of peace. So usually on a general level, we're supposed to conduct ourselves in a way of of, of neimos and shalom. I, I was in, where was I? Where was I? I think this is when I was in Toronto. I'm traveling now. And I met a person. Yes, it was in Toronto. Exactly. And I met a person, a Balchuva, who came from a completely non-religious secular background and still, you know, growing in the growing process. And, and this person, you know, obviously doesn't dress Hasidish or anything like that. And he told me that he was in Yerushalayim, in Meisharim, and he befriended a chassid from Toldasaran. The Toldasaran, that community, is usually referred to as one of the most examples of the most extreme form of Meisharim, you know, that, that type of style. And they became close. This person befriended him and became close, and he showed me pictures, albums of pictures, of him with this person and their family, how the whole family has taken him in like family, et cetera, et cetera, you know, and, and how, how beautiful it is and how sweet it is. And I've heard this from some other people also, so that in Meisharim itself, in, in Hasidus, there, there, are, there, there, are, there are different, star, there, there are boundaries. And there are people who, who realize that the Avas Yisrael, that, that being religious must go together with Avas Yisrael. It doesn't mean necessarily embracing the reform and conservative, you know, and again, copying their ways at all, but the, it, it, it means the discretion that if we see a person, a Jew, who is completely not non-observant, totally secular, non-observant, reform, conservative, modern orthodox, whatever it is, that unless we see them fighting our religion, you know, trying to destroy our religion, trying to destroy religious people, that kind of thing, if we see them doing that, then we object to that. That's something we do object to. But, but just to say that every, every person who is not yet religious is bad evil, and to spit on a person, to spill coffee on a person, to damage property, things like that, that there's no heter for those kind of things. And in, many people have said that no Jew has ever become religious by somebody yelling Shabbos at them, by just yelling the word Shabbos, or, or certainly throwing something at them. That never brought anybody closer to Hashem. Wishing everybody a good Geben Shchodesh, today is Rosh Chodesh, tomorrow is Rosh Chodesh, going into Shabbos. These are super holy, significant days, and we're we're going into the month of Kislev with the Yontif of Hanukkah, the holiday of lights. We should be zoche with all of our thoughts and speech and action to increase the light in the world and to eliminate the darkness. Be zoche to see the final, the greatest revelation of light with the coming of Moshiach, the building of the Beis Hamikdash, Ben Hera, Amen, Amen.